Hello and welcome everyone, I'm Tony. And I'm Leona. In this video, we will explore if Jordan Peterson is correct. Is the EU poised to usurp the Nuremberg Code of 1947? This is from a 1997 article in the New England Journal of Medicine by Evelyn Shuster. Evelyn wrote then, quote, The Nuremberg Code is the most important document in the history of the ethics of medical research. The code was formulated 50 years ago in August 1947 in Nuremberg, Germany, by American judges sitting in judgment of Nazi doctors accused of conducting murderous and torturous human experiments in the concentration camps, the so-called doctor's trial. It served as a blueprint for today's principles that ensure the rights of subjects in medical research. Many people worldwide have declared that recent public health immunization mandates and passports imposed by nation states, U.S. states, cities, and local governmental jurisdictions violate the Nuremberg Code. Most recently, Jordan Peterson and Michael Sanger went viral with these tweets suggesting that EU Chief Ursula von der Leyen call to impose compulsory doses throughout the EU amounts to degrading and overturning the Nuremberg Code. Here you can see this widely shared tweet showing a photo of Ursula cozying up quite literally looking like they are newlyweds or spring lovers to Pfizer CEO Albert Borla. Gosh, Leon, I'm kind of jealous. I don't even think we got a wedding shot as good as this one. Nah, nine years in and I still look at you that way. <laughs> Before we get into what the fact checkers have to say about whether current and proposed mandates threaten to usurp the Nuremberg Code, we will first examine a few of the most relevant principles of the Code. There are 10 tenets of the Code in total, and they are shown on the screen in three different screenshots. Feel free to pause this video to read each one as they are taken from the same 1997 article in the New England Journal of Medicine. So we're only going to read a few of the most relevant parts, but the first tenant says, The voluntary consent of the human subject in an experiment is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have the legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study and not random and unnecessary in nature. Number three, the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study that the anticipated results will justify the performance of the experiment. Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. As you can imagine, there are an overwhelming number of mainstream American fact-checkers out there who rigorously object and oppose to any suggestion or utterance that current health mandates violate the Nuremberg Code. Some even assert, but we believe falsely, that the Nuremberg Code is not enforceable law and should not be recognized as international law. The breadth of information and research required to inform you all on this legal opinion goes way beyond the scope of this video. But we would love to have an attorney who has a focus on international law and treaties to come on the show and discuss the enforceability of the Nuremberg Code in a separate live stream. 
it would be an intriguing show and highly relevant to what people around the globe are facing today. The main objection and talking point within the mainstream fact-checking propagandist community is that the public health immunization mandates requiring inoculation is not an experiment. They argue that the experiments have already been conducted through the initial trials overseen by the pharma companies and governmental drug agencies, such as the FDA and the CDC. At face value, this claim appears to be true, especially looking at the code primarily through the first tenet. But when looking deeper, there are holes and missing parts that are neither addressed nor defended. In particular, tenet number three in the code states that animal testing should be conducted in advance. To our knowledge, there have not been animal trials and tests completed for the current regimen. Some have alleged that animal tests and trials were initiated, but were not completed for whatever reason. From what we can find, there is no animal research and experimentation completed and published for the scheduled doses that are being mandated. That would be another fantastic topic for a separate show asking why don't we have animal studies completed? A major unanswered and largely unaddressed question many folks have, especially where it concerns their children and fertility is, where are the long-term studies for these types of specific medical technologies currently used and mandated with the doses? In other and more clear words, where are the long-term studies showing safety? The answer is there are no long-term studies. The initial use was authorized for emergency purposes and it has not been longer than two years at the time of this video, which is December 5th, 2021, that the first trials were rolled out. So we don't even have two years of data to pull from. This begs the question, in the absence of long-term studies, aren't those who have been injected de facto subjects to a long-term experiment? It does not have to be labeled an experiment by the government or by a pharma company to fit the definition of an experiment. This is why the tenet of informed consent is crucial. People could be, and history has shown repeatedly that this can be true, people can be coerced into an experiment without being aware that they are a subject in it. This is the most atrocious form of experimentation as identified and recognized by the Nuremberg Code. In the United States, so far, the Biden administration's attempts of federal mandates have been thoroughly and rightfully spanked down in the lower court so far. But many of you know about my prediction for how this will end in the Supreme Court. This is why Ursula von der Leyen's signaling that she is ready to lead the entire EU into totalitarian medical and public health mandates should sound an alarm to us all. It is time to push back. Central authoritarian governments forcing these mandates from the very top down takes away the local protections from our local government and diminishes their legitimacy and ability to check and balance power. This poses a severe threat to the freedom and autonomy of us all. We must not comply. We must peacefully resist on every front possible. Although Ursula did not say it directly, or that we could find anyways, a uniform health mandate imposed to the entire European Union would be a direct challenge to both the spirit and letter of the Nuremberg Code. It is terrifying and should serve as another dire warning for the people of the world that that the first countries in Europe to initiate compulsory mandates, Austria and Germany. These countries and their history is a reason why there is a Nuremberg Code in the first place. And it's because of the horrifying crimes against humanity that were committed in these countries by doctors and scientists. We can't forget our history. 
we can't forget the good and the bad that humans are capable of. In 1997, 50 years after the end of World War II, the New England Journal declared the Nuremberg Codes still relevant. They are still relevant today. An atrocity committed abroad and left to fester without punishment speaks to the character of our collective conscience as we meander through this turbulent and defining decade of the 2020s. Oh my gosh, there is so much more that we can discuss about this, but we will save it for our next live stream. Thank you, everybody, for listening and spreading the word about our channel. If you found this video interesting, please like and subscribe as we are striving to provide more enlightening content always. This is Tony and Leona signing out for now. Stand strong and stand free.